Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Uh, welcome to the uh, Living Free Show on 3CR Community Radio. 855 kilohertz on your AM dial, 3CR on digital radio and live streaming at 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming. Thanks to the Ruminations crew for another great show, highlighting issues around homelessness and rooming houses. Um, hi, my name's Bill, and today my guest is going to share her experience with recovery from drug addiction and how Narcotics Anonymous has helped her. I'd like to welcome Joey to the 3CR studio this afternoon. Hi. Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me. <sighs> no worries. Um, now, Living Free Show is... Uh, a little bit different. Um, so each week we highlight one of the 12-step programs that assist recovery from drug, alcohol and gambling problems, including Alcoholics Anonymous, Gamblers Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous and for the families, Alan Family Groups. Our guests share their recovery experience and we hope their story can encourage others who want to change their lives. So typically what we do um, is talk about what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. But I like to start with being in recovery. What's what's it like for you? Or for a start, how long have you been in recovery, and, and what's it like now? Yeah, compared sure, to what it was. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I first went to my I went to Narcotics Anonymous. My first meeting just over seven years ago, and um, yeah, I've I've I'm now um, nearly two month, two years and ten months clean. Wow. So yeah, that's good. So it's been a bit of a journey. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what sort of things have influenced you to to stay clean for mm. two years, ten months? Definitely. Um well my my with my mental health, um I never thought that, you know, by staying clean and, and doing the program of Narcotics Anonymous that I'd have um so so many um benefits and, and you know, so so many amazing um results with my with my mental health and um yeah i have an eating disorder as well that um i i got before i picked up a, a drink or a drug um and so yeah i'm just everything is amazing but um compared to how it was before i came to narcotics anonymous but with my family um i have a daughter um who just turned 15 and so yeah there's just so many influences um you know why, why i'm in recovery why i do the narcotics anonymous program but um you know yeah, there's so many, so many gifts of recovery, yeah, as they say, gifts right. of recovery. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm able to work and, and you know, have these amazing um, people in my life and, and things in my life now. If I didn't do the program, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have those things in my life. Yeah. So um, what sort of things do you enjoy the most? At the moment? Yeah. Um, I, love, um, I love being in nature. I love going to the beach. I love dancing. I love, you know, laughing and, and singing and being with my friends and family and, you know, eating delicious food and all these sort of things that might seem, you know, quite simple to some, but when I was using my life was chaos, it was hectic and and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't there for my family and, and my daughter and my friends. I, you know, I, I, you know, towards the end of my using, I, I had, you know, not many friends at all and, um, yeah, my relationships really suffered because of, you know, my drug taking. So. Yeah. so how has your daughter coped with you becoming a real person instead of a drug addict? What's 
<laughs> instead of a drug addict. Um, she, you know, we have an amazing relationship today. Um, there's just so much love and, um, you know, that's just from, from staying clean and doing Narcotics Anonymous. Like, um, she, she, she used to go to meetings a lot when she was younger. Um, but now, you know, she chooses not to, um, she's 15, but, um, she she sort of thought would go to meetings and thought everyone had you know tattoos and smoked and been in prison or you know that sort of typical typical yeah. stereotype Top, that, you yeah. know if someone being a drug addict um, but she really she used to enjoy the meetings and there was other children there and you know and she would listen to some things but mainly just you know watch DVDs with her headphones on or, or you know play on some computer game or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now now she she knows that I I need to put my recovery first and. And when I when I go to meetings and and I'm you know with my friends in Narcotics Anonymous or talking with my sponsor, she um you know she she knows that I need to do it to to help myself you know yeah. not to stay clean but to 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 be a bit more or less crazy I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Some family members suggest to the twelfth um, step member that they should go to a meeting. Has she ever said that to you? You should go to a meeting, Mum. No, because um, <laughs> I go to a lot of meetings. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, maybe you, you need a meeting or, you know, I should do my step work or something like that. Um, yeah, because with, with the steps, the 12 steps of Narcotics Anonymous, I have done them a few times. Um, like relapse is a part of my story. Like I said, I, I came to my first meeting um, just over seven years ago. And and um, so, yeah, she, like every time I've done the steps and, and I'm currently doing step four again at the moment and... Yeah, it's just it's just such a fantastic program, and I'm I'm really able to do you know this inner work on myself that I wouldn't be able to do if if I wasn't in Narcotics Anonymous, and and also, you know the art, the, you know my with my relationships and with the, my connection with the um the, the the world in general, you know I'm a, I'm able to you know communicate and connect and and you be know part. be part of yeah. you know I wouldn't yeah. be able to do if I was. Taking drugs. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, so a lot of people don't really understand much about the steps. So do you want to talk a bit about <laughs> one, so maybe step four, and just say to, just let people know what that, what that means? Sure. Um, well, when I sort of was in rehab or left rehab, they said, you know, do these suggested things, and they talked about, you know, getting a sponsor, you know, straight away and, and getting a home group, which is like a meeting that um, I go to every, every week and um you know just you know try and always go to that one and and get um a service position at that meeting and and to to buy the yeah yeah yeah, exactly do some service and and to um buy the the literature and do you know um start doing the steps pick up the the pen um or the pencil and and start doing the steps and and reading the literature um so what was the question again what what is it okay yes so so step four um, for me, is is about um, uh, my resentments and um, and who, who um, I sort of have a, have a resentment on, or you know, I didn't know what that mean that word resentment meant when I first came to Narcotics Anonymous, and it's just basically you know um, things that people have done which I, I sort of hung on to, you know, that hate, and um, by by writing that down, and then uh, um, and and the, you know the event, and then um, I'm able to. Look at my part of it, my yeah. side of yeah. it, and identify what what they call in in the rooms um, my character defects. So, my um, m- my biggest character defects at first is is fear and anxiety, and then um, low self esteem, my self esteem, and then 
um, also control. Like I can be quite controlling and I just want things to be <laughs> as more. I want them to be and, and, and people to, to be as I want them to be. And, yeah, so I can look at how self-righteous or self-seeking um, and just yeah, all, all my things able to identify my part in it. So then, yeah, I realise that it's not just yeah. all about people doing things I, I disagree with. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. One of the things that I found, my, my dad's an alcoholic and um, yeah. I had a lot of resentments against him for what he was doing to the family. And mm. I found that with all my resentments, the issue that I had was that I had an expectation of my dad right. and yeah. I measured him, measured his behaviour against my expectation and judged that he hadn't met it and that gave me my resentment. And so if I didn't do any one of those three things, either I didn't have an expectation or I, if I didn't monitor his behaviour or mm. if I didn't judge him, mm. I wouldn't get the resentment. And that was really liberating for me. And that's, that's what I understand in step four is just that ability to free myself mm. of all that history. Mm. And it, you know, it takes the weight off the shoulders. Yeah, and every time I've done it, um, it's a lot smaller. The list is a lot yeah. less and the, the same people aren't on the, the list. And yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to do a fear inventory. You know, I mean, I am doing one at the moment and, you know, it's just amazing just to see, you know, that things still come up even though I've, I've done this step um, a few times. Mm. Yeah. Now in the steps also there's, there's the word God. And yeah. talk about a higher power. So what's your take? You know? Okay, well, when I first um, went to, to rehab um, seven years ago, uh, my my sister um, was was she 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 um, made sure I went to a twelve step based rehab and uh, she said just ignore the God thing Joey she said yep. just make it a chair you know she just basically said it can be nature just ignore it and I'm so glad um, that she said that to me because um, when I when I went to a meeting and saw the word God on a on a banner and this prayer and you know just talking about God I just I would lose all interest. I just wouldn't want to want to do this Narcotics Anonymous. I just, I'd hear people talk in meetings about um, things I could identify with, and you know when they were talking about drugs and what it was like for them, and you know, and and these are fantastic things about Narcotics Anonymous and how it's t- totally changed their lives, transformed their lives, lives. But um, I just, as soon as I'd hear the word God or, or prayer, I just, you know, not not interested. And um, but, but what I've learnt is that it's a spiritual program, not a religious program. Um, also, there's a line in the Alcohol- Alcoholics Anonymous big book, book that says um, contempt prior to investigation. And um, so, so yeah, my, my, my view on, on God before I came to Narcotics Anonymous was, you know, I went to a religious school and I just thought it was all a big joke. I... Um, I had, you know, these big resentments on the on the Catholic Church and what they thought about um, homosexuals and and you know with with women being on the pill and you know I just thought it was a joke. Um, now, um, I with with my higher power or power greater than um, myself, I um, it, it has chopped and changed over the years, but I I basically. Um, like I spent a lot of time, Bill, at the start, um, figuring out what my higher power was, yeah, yeah. and now I don't really think look into it too much. It's more just like um, now it doesn't matter. No, it's, <laughs> it's nature. It's it's this power greater than myself. It's the it's the the waves and the ocean. It's it's rivers. It's the it's the trees. You know, I love I love gum trees and flowers and you know any any animals and 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 it also is like a combination of, of other things as well. Like um. You know, people that have passed away, and and just you know, I, I love 
now, um, any sort of spiritual place that people go and worship or, you know, just being in nature, but it just reminds me of this sort of the universe, you know, because I used to think, oh, is it is it a god or goddess or is, is it a, you know, like do I need to go to, to America, to Arizona and, you know, live <laughs> the India, Indians for a while or, you know, they're just um, – I spend a lot of time trying to figure out, you know, I do affirmation cards in the morning and, you know, just to sort of, um, you know, have that spiritual spiritual connection. But now now I what I do in, in my morning routine sort of um, gets me connected. If, if I do the Narcotics, Narcotics Anonymous book, um, the Just for Today readings, the, the daily meditations um, and just, yeah, other things. Because um, now I see that um, I, I feel that God works through others. Um, especially my sponsor, everything my sponsor tells me, I just see that as 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 my higher power working through others. Like I I, I just said the word God. Like I I don't mind saying that word anymore um, because I was also told when I first um, went to Narcotics Anonymous that God the the the, the word G, you know how it's spelt G O D could mean just group of druggos or good orderly direction or the great outdoors. So um, I don't need to necessarily um. You know, it doesn't have to be a religious god, and and so yeah, I'm not I'm not that afraid of saying that word anymore. But yeah, it is my higher power. Yeah, and yeah. God God works through through all all people in my life when they when they give me advice and <laughs> yeah. things that I respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's about empowerment. So you know, empowers change, and I think that's a good that's one I like. Mm. Um, okay, well, listen, uh, we might just take a break, and I've got a song today. We're sort of featuring um, Kat Canteri off her Inner North album. Uh, you're listening to The Living 3 Show on 3CR, 855 kilohertz on your AM dial and 3CR on digital radio and streaming on at 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming. Uh, we've got over 75 podcasts of our show available on our website, 3cr.org.au forward slash living free. So check them out. Contact us via the 3CR office on 94198377 or email us on 3crlivingfree at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter as 3crlivingfree. Um, Now, there's a a new show coming up, so I'll just play a quick promo for that. Hi, I'm Kitty Galore. Come join us on 3CR's new program, Behind Closed Doors. My co-host Lisa Marie and I will be exploring the world of sex work every Thursday, 6 to 6.30pm, starting the 28th of March, on your local favourite community radio station, 3CR. In December 2017, Tanya Day, proud Yorta Yorta woman and much-loved member of the Aboriginal community, was travelling by train to Melbourne. When V-Line staff found her asleep, they called Castlemaine Police and she was removed from the train and charged with public drunkenness. Tanya died 17 days later as a result of head injuries sustained while in custody. This would never have happened had the recommendations of the 2001 Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody been implemented. Tanya Day's family is calling for the crime of public drunkenness to be abolished and for the implementation of genuine community health alternatives to incarceration. 
Please add your support by signing the petition at 3CR Reception, 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, or online by entering Tanya Day Petition into your browser. Ah, now that's something you can support. Um, so I'm chatting with Joey, and we're talking about recovery from drug addiction um, and about how Narcotics Anonymous can help with that process. Uh, now, Joey, um, talk about growing up. Growing up has a big influence on our lives. Mm-hmm. And so do you want to tell us sort of what your family life was like and, and sure. when you first came across drugs and alcohol? Sure. Um, I had a... Um I have terrific parents at the best and I had a, a great childhood. I first um, got drunk in grade six and had um, marijuana for the first time in, in year seven. So um, how, how did you how did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to do it. It's not like it was offered to me and I said, no, no, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to get in trouble with my parents. It was was like show me show me how this bong works that that's yeah. sort of the attitude um it was actually um yeah with my my older sister and her friends um and yeah and then i all through my um teens i i would i would drink and smoke marijuana on the weekends and um so i grew up in melbourne and then my parents did a bit of a sea change down the surf coast when i was 16 and the publican let me drink in the pub from when Whoa. i was 16 so <laughs> Yeah, he was he was uh, friends with my dad, and and I wasn't a um like a, a, a drunken mess when I was at the pub or, or after the pub. I think it was mainly because I was uh, smoking a lot of marijuana. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I I did a lot of um drugs in my in my teens, and then when I um finished year twelve, um, you know, other other sort of drugs came came into the scene. Um, just sort of at parties and things like that, because Bill, I always compared my my using um, and drinking with with other people, um, particularly um, with with my older sister and and her friends. Um, she she would drink to to black out and and do all these crazy things where and you know sort of this more overt sort of um, you know dangerous behaviour with cops coming to our house and you know, things like so that. So you weren't and as I, bad as that? Um, not, well, no. I, I, I was more the secretive sort of, you know, with drinking and smoking marijuana, you know, just sort of getting away with it because I, I was, you know, doing okay, doing well at school and yeah. so the sort of secret um, addict. Um, and then, yeah, like um, like I said, I always compared my drinking and, and using drugs to, to other people and I, I was a binge drinker and, and with, with mm. drugs as well, at, you know, back then I... Only did it at parties and you know on the weekends after the pub would close things yeah. like that. So why do you think you wanted to try drugs and alcohol? Yeah, well, I um before before I ever picked up um alcohol or, or drugs or alcohol is a drug, it's a mind or mood altering substance. But um, I I had had an eating disorder from from a young age and and I um had thoughts of you know that that I was you know you know disgusting or I just wasn't worthy a lot of shame you know and and fear from when I was um really really young and so I'd use substances to 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 deal with those feelings that um that came up and you know I wasn't I wasn't you know definitely using it to to do that but now I look back and I can see that I just you know blocked these these um these painful feelings um with substances from a really early age so now that I'm clean, I have to deal deal with those um those feelings and and body sensations um 
you know, sit, sit with those feelings and, and work out, you know, ways to, you know. Ways to, to do, live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, without um, a mind or, mind or mood-altering substance. Okay. Mm. So how, how did your eating disorder manifest? Uh, I I actually was um was was bullied in in year seven and um I, I and and before that I sort of had pressure um to 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 lose weight you know just from from society and um yeah I, I and it and it always stuck with me and I'd always been sort of dieting or or, or exercising or over exercising and even even in my recovery I've been to hospitals many many times um for my eating disorder um. But yeah, like I said earlier, um, you know, I'm, I'm so so grateful for, for where I am with my with my mental distress compared with where I have been. Um, and yeah, doing Narcotics Anonymous and, and doing the steps and talking to my sponsor and all the other great things that I I do as as part of my recovery has enabled my mental distress. You know, to just get get so much better, improve better. Yeah, so much. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Um, so one of the things that um, Living, you know, taking drugs and alcohol means that you've got to be sort of secretive about some of the things you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, how does that impact on relationships? Um, well, as as I um, sort of in in my twenties and thirties, um, yeah, I, I I always had partners um, that also um, you know drank or, or you know, used substances, and um, so with yeah, those relationships um, weren't exactly healthy because I, I was doing that as um as well and and but you know now I'm able to have really really healthy relationships with those people um but you know my parents um selves were children of um alcoholics raised in alcoholics um families um uh, and and you know had had really you know tough tough childhoods and so they they don't really drink um they they've never done drugs but um uh yeah, it's it's my relationships with with um with my family and 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 also you know with my daughter have um have been, have been really really tough when I when I was using drugs I, I was not present sort of in yep. the moment and with with my daughter when she was younger I'd I'd sort of be hung over or coming down off off drugs um when when she was in my care and so you know I'd do a lot of sort of activities with her sort of lying down and 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 um you know puzzles and books and drawing and and that sort of thing because you know I. I was, um, you know, I'm coming down and hung over, but um, yeah, my my relationships, um, you know, definitely due, due to my anger, my fear, my low self esteem, and and um, things like that, you know, I would be very controlling and and just a lot of anger. I've been, I've been a very angry person my whole life, Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think it's yeah. common. Yeah, you know, it, it's a very common thing for people who can't control to get mm. angry. It's because. Mm. You want it to go your way, and it's not, and you know it's a matter of striking out and you know yeah. doing something. Yeah. And they say depression is anger turned inwards, and I've and mm. I've experienced a lot of depression and anxiety in my life, but um, th- yeah. thankfully, I'm I'm so grateful I'm I'm not in that place at the moment. Okay. Mm. Uh, now the other one is that alcoholics, drug addicts, and gamblers need to live a sort of a they have a third life. There's the life that the public sees, there's the life that the family sees, and then there's a third life that's in between that's where you're negotiating using and how mm. you're going to use and when you're going to use. So how did you fit that into your life? Well, I had to realise, and it's it's taken a while, that I need a power greater than myself um, 
in my life, um, to run my life. And what, you know, I need this defense, you know, between me and picking up that first drug. Um, and so, you know, I call that my higher power and, and it's basically, um, for me, you know, it can be this sort of pause between, you know, me reacting for something, um, to something and, you know, and actually thinking, thinking, um, about something first. So um, when whenever I have in, in my life or in my recovery sort of, you know, been, been triggered or craving, craving a drug, um, I, I, I reach out to my higher power, I, you know, and I, and I think and I pause and I sort of ask this higher power, the universe, whatever, to, to guide me. Um, and so, yeah, I unfortunately I, I don't even get, get cravings or think about using drugs because of my Narcotics Anonymous and my program like I... I um I don't even go there. I, I I wouldn't go there, and you know it's a just for today program. Um, so as long as I can get my head on the pillow tonight and and not <laughs> use the drug, then um, succeed. You know exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what's it like going back around places where you used to use? Mm. Do you get do you get any feelings? I used to. I drive past um places or you know, um you know old boyfriends or or, or dealers or whatever and. And I, you know, I'd, I'd feel like, you know, all these feelings of, you know, sort of like sadness or, um, not envy, but, you know, I'd just be, oh, you know, a bit of, bit of shame. But now, um, if I'm reminded of those times, I, I actually feel really grateful that I'm, I'm not using drugs, that I'm clean, that, that I'm doing Narcotics Anonymous. And, and I just think of all the, the benefits that I have, you know, the, the gifts of recovery that I have now because of Narcotics Anonymous. Yep. Mm. Okay. Um, so did you, take drugs and alcohol to try and fit in was that was that part of definitely i always wanted to be cool and i always wanted to be part of the cool crowd and you know if there was a party i wanted to be in the room you know that 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 the cool people were in or the 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 drugs you know that they were doing and um my older sister was really cool um she's (laughs) actually passed away now she um she died um a year and nearly four months ago um and um, yeah, I always wanted to be like her my whole life. I, I idolised her, and um, so that that must have been hard then, having someone so close die mm. with you. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> not deciding not to use any substances. No, I haven't. I haven't picked up a, a, a yeah. drug or, or a cigarette. Um, after, so what was, after she what was died? that like then? You know, oh, your horrific. natural response is I, I need something. So what do you do? Well, I was sort of um, I was experiencing a lot of depression um, before she died um, due to my eating disorder, um, and um, I was sort of waiting for for a reason to to use drugs because with the drug I was using before I got clean before before I um yeah um went to rehab it was it was to to lose weight it stopped my appetite so I. <sighs> You know, even though I'd be depressed with my, you know, sort of body shame, um, I, I wanted to do that to, to to not eat, but it always ended in chaos. You know, pretty quickly after after picking up the drug, um, you know, within like a, a week or two, you know, I was just regretting doing what I'd done. It just goes straight back to how it was like quite quickly. So, um, yeah, um, sorry, what was the question again? Ah, <laughs> uh, the question's only important. It's really just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, um, but yeah, just just I, I definitely definitely say that um. You know, with with me wanting to use, I, I don't I don't get that anymore. You know, I, I'm I'm so you know grateful for that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, we might talk about um, sort of coming into NA. Mm. So, what was the influence to get you into NA? 
Sure. Um, we're with my older sister again. Nice. Um, her name's Antonia. Um, she she went to Alcoholics Anonymous um, many years ago, like it was about ten and a half years ago, and she just quietly went about doing that and would go to meetings. And I remember being really judgmental of, of her um, going to meetings and you know doing doing step work and, and just thinking you know she she's caused all this destruction. She should be at home with her kids, you know, not not when the meetings are on and. Um, so when I ended up in drug-induced psychosis in a psych ward, trapped in a psych ward, um, she was the one that said, go to a 12-step-based 12-step based rehab. So I, I did that. And um, so she, she saved my life. I now look back and and I think, you know, that that's a miracle. Um, and she always just, you know, had that attraction, not promotion thing. She, she yeah, never told yeah. me to do it. And, um, and yeah, and, and so, so now, you know, that she's passed away, I, I um. You know, it's and and I might add that she she was actually drunk when she died, um, yeah. which Sad, you know, unfortunately, true. and yeah. you know, but anyway, I haven't picked up a, a drink or a drug yet. That's what we were talking about before, yeah. um, you know. And I, I was waiting for a reason to to do that because of my depression, but it was the last thing on my mind when she actually died. All of a sudden, you know, I had to step up and and support my family and all our friends and. And so, yeah, I I never thought about using a drug after she died. It just didn't even come into my head. Yeah, that's so, good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. amazing. It's freedom, yeah. Mm. Okay, well, so we might take another break. Uh, you're listening to Living Free Show on 3CR on digital radio and live streaming on 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming. Um, I'm having a chat with Joey, and we're talking about drug addiction and Narcotics Anonymous. Um, so, Joey... We sort of left coming into rehab. So you said before you got into rehab seven and a half years ago. You were clean for a while. You reused. You cleaned for a while. You reused. So, what's what's the challenge mm. in in transitioning from drugs into you know not using drugs? What what are some of the things that really tripped you up? Um, well, when I um, was in rehab. Um, I had a pretty bad experience because I was on these psych medic- medications for my eating disorder and they questioned whether or not um, I needed them and they took me off them overnight and I, I went crazy and, and this psychosis and um, after four and a half months of rehab I actually did a runner when I went to the transition house um, and, I, and I had this period where um, I was out there and I was using drugs and then when I came back into Narcotics Anonymous, went to a meeting, it was in Geelong, actually my home group now. Oh, okay, right. Cario, um Monday night in yep. Geelong, um, 7 o'clock, <laughs> just <laughs> do a bit of a plug. Um, I, You know, the anxiety of going to meetings um, for me, you know, has been so bad. So um, yeah, going back, um, you know, it took a lot of courage and then I got nine months um, clean up and then I relapsed on alcohol, <laughs> literally um, like six tequila shots because um, I had anxiety. I was going to see a boy, to be honest. Oh, and wow. then I and I knew I'd be going back to meetings and do narcotics anonymous again. So I went to a meeting um, on the Monday after drinking on the Saturday night. And um, can you know my, my ego didn't want to talk about it, but I you know um, you know my pride didn't want to talk about it, but I confessed that what I'd done and. Uh, I, then I got nearly 18 months um, clean after that. And, um, yeah, so so I've, you know, had this clean time up. But so what was the question again? Well, I guess the things that trigger you off, you know, what what are the things? Is it your yeah. thinking? 
Definitely. Um, with with my actions, with actually picking up, um, you know, the, the drugs, like I, I I really need to, um, you know, work on my thinking. Like I've learnt that you know, addiction is a, is a disease. We have this disease of addiction, and when I first heard that, I, I thought it was you know a load of shit. But um, yeah, and I and and you know, people often say in meetings, you know, my disease is is making you know is making me think this is is making me do this, you know, because of my thinking. So I, I really need to check my thinking, and and you know, as I said, I, from a really early age, I, I had these you know thoughts of oh, you know, you've you, you know you shouldn't have done that, you, you know, you've stuffed up, and you know you're 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 disgusting, or you're an idiot, or you've got no friends, or whatever. You know, I'd I'd say to myself now, I can sort of catch my thinking if if anything like that comes in, and then put in the action to um to change you know to change those thoughts or you know yeah to okay. challenge those thoughts yeah so. What's it like now when you're saying that um, your mental illness is a lot better now that you're recovering? Yeah, I like to say mental distress, not mental illness. Okay, mental yeah. distress, yeah, okay. Uh, um, so, yeah, yeah so, so it's... Oh, just absolutely, like, you know, with my eating disorder, like um, my nutrition is so good and I don't over-exercise, you know, like... um. You know they say in in Narcotics Anonymous you swap the bitch for the witch. You know you put you put down the, the drugs and you might you know, pick up another sort of addiction or, or way you know, thing to to deal with your feelings. For example, you know the gym or you know um, food or or spending or um, you know with me you know I'd, I'd, I'd get obsessed with your um, the exercising and, and tanning and <laughs> and um, you know with under eating and and. Um, so now I realise that it's all about balance and, and things in moderation. So yeah, yeah I'm just in a, yeah. so yeah. much of a better spot. Than it's I the opposite been. of control, isn't it? That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just trying not to control. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, so I guess did you have any problems initially identifying with other? Um, Definitely, users? I always thought I was different, especially in rehab and. You know, early days, like I, um, I went to a rehab that was really strict, and um, there was a lot of people sort of um, on bail, like ordered by a judge to to, to be at the rehab, and yeah. so you know, and and I hadn't done a lot of the drugs that other people had done, and so I'd always sort of look at myself as different, and um, you know, and I wasn't ready to to give up drugs in rehab, and yeah. um, I, I didn't have that what they call the gift of desperation to to go to Narcotics Anonymous. I just had that power of example with my with my older sister um you know and how how her you know the program and her recovery had you know completely transformed her life um and she's you know amazing person and so yeah I always I always thought I was different and um and now I just see that you know we're all we're an addict's an addict you know everyone in narcotics anonymous we're we're all the same whether you're one day clean or 30 days clean or, you know, 22 years clean or whatever it is, you know, yeah. it's a just for today program. We just have that daily reprieve from, from addiction. Yeah. Okay. From, from using um, drugs. So the other thing, um, a lot of people don't understand that trying to get somebody off drugs and alcohol, if they don't want to get off, it's pointless. So what's your, have people tried to get you off? Definitely. Um, you know, I think, um, when the fingers pointed in my face, you know, you must do that. You must do that. Um, um, you must do this. You must do that. Like I probably make me want to do it more. Yeah. <laughs> Dig the heels um, in. Yeah. yeah. I, but I, I definitely want to do that. I think that's one of the reasons why I never was honest with my parents. Um, yeah, because I know they'd just say don't. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't do it. Yeah, yeah in my childhood, I just you know, it was very secretive, definitely, my drug using. Yeah. So identifying with other users is important. So why is that? Do you trust them? Yeah. Well, when I when I go to meetings and I you know the first time I heard someone talking about this ice induced psychosis, I I couldn't believe it. I, I identified it so with it so much, Bill. Like I was hearing my story, and and every meeting I go to, I just can relate to so much of what the other um, people are saying, and and it's just you know it's it's an honesty program, and and without being honest, I, I know that I I can't get well I can't, I can't change my life if I'm if I'm not honest and so when I'm when I'm sharing in a meeting like although I get a bit nervous or I, I used to have this incredible anxiety about going to meetings sharing at meetings and um now I just sort of you know put it out there like can you guide my words thoughts deeds and actions I sort of say to myself and then you know the nerves sort of um they go and and I just let it flow but yeah identifying with other addicts and I, I sort of only like hanging out with addicts. Um, not only like now <laughs> yeah. I have people in my life that, that aren't um, addicts and with my family and daughter, but um, they're the people I want to hang out with, addicts in recovery, you know, yeah. because they're the people I really relate to and who understand how I think, you know. Yeah, they're mm. a, lot, a lot like family. Yeah. I, Except and last night. Sometimes better than family. Yeah, last night I went to a meeting um, – <sighs> The Wednesday night newcomers meeting in, in Geelong, um, seven o'clock, <laughs> and it was one of my friend Ivan's fourth birthday, and I just got so emotional. When I say birthday, I mean it was his four year anniversary yep. um, with Narcotics Anonymous being clean, and I just it, there was so much emotion. I had the, I had like uh, um, the hairs on my arms stand up because it just you know we're, we're a family, and and yep. the fellowship of Geelong is just this you know. Um, Narcotics Anonymous in Geelong is this amazing fellowship because, um, you know, it's we, we it's this sort of smaller, you know, fellowship, say, compared to Melbourne or mm. other other big cities. And, and we, we just, you know, we, we notice if someone hasn't been to a meeting or in a while and we can, you know, call them up or shoot them a text. And, and it's just such a you know, amazing fellowship. And, yeah, I got clean in, in Geelong and I, I live in Geelong. And, yeah, we, we always, um you know, love it when new faces, you know, crop up or people, you know, come down down the Geelong Road to, to visit or whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful, beautiful fellowship with amazing meetings, yeah. Yeah. So did you – you mentioned before having difficulty trying to get yourself to a meeting initially. Mm. So why was that? Why did you feel that you didn't want to go? I just – I had so much um, judgment, like I – and anxiety, um, this chronic anxiety of, of – you know, going somewhere where I didn't really know the people um, or, you know, I had um, sort of resentments in my head and, you know, would judge the people. Um, now I sort of have to put these spiritual principles in place and, and realise that, you know, I need to be, um, you know, um, have tolerance and, and humility and, um, you know, patience and all these sorts of things. But, yeah, just anxiety about asking if, to share, you know, to talk in meetings and, um, yeah, just just getting through the hour as well. Um, yeah. You know, when I'm not travelling so well, um, you know, with with anxiety, like just staying there for the hour is a big deal. But I know with meetings now, you can you can leave when you, when you want. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> That's right. go Nobody... out and have a cigarette or whatever you want to do. Um, yeah. One of my gifts of recovery is that I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, which is Fabulous. amazing. Yeah. I never thought I'd ever ever stop that. Yeah. Um, so one of the other things, did you think? that the NA members would judge you? Yeah, um, definitely. And, and 
you know, now these beautiful people that I'm friends with, um, I know they don't like when I'm when I'm struggling um, or, or say things. You know, I, I know that I'm I'm not judged. I can just be completely honest. Um, yeah. So yeah. when members do break, you know, mm. start using again. Yeah. What's and come back to the meetings. What's the welcome? You know, um, well, I've relapsed myself, but it's like you know, big deal. You're back here, prodigal you know? son. Yeah, I, I don't really know what that means. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like, just welcome back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good to have you. Yeah. Good to have you. Yeah. yeah, it's like you know, who cares? You know, you're here now. You're here now. Yeah, don't really yeah. care about what happened, or you know, yeah. if, That's if your people story. feel yeah. like they have to justify what happened, or it doesn't matter. It's like you know, good to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's part of the family of twelve step that people are accepting. Mm. Um, you know, there's no expectations. You, you are where you are, and yeah. they're happy to help you, but you've got to ask for help. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, okay, so. I think um, as well I'll just touch on that with my sponsor. Yeah. Um, when you come to Narcotics Anonymous, they talk about, um, you know, getting a sponsor and, and things like that. And it's, it's up for me to ask for help. It's up to me to call her, me to, to text her or, or whatever it is. It's, it's not up for her to get in contact. So reaching reaching out and asking for help um, definitely at the start, you know, was just completely foreign to me. I didn't like these sort of strangers helping me and, and asking for phone numbers from women and, you know, it was just such – it's like asking someone out on a date. It's just so, <laughs> so scary. Um, and, you know, and people would help me and I, I wouldn't want them to help me. I would, you know, just yeah. feel so like – What are you doing? Yeah, yeah but, um, but now I realise it, it has to come from me. You know, I yeah. have to call my sponsor. I have to reach out to other members yeah. when I'm struggling, that yeah. sort of thing. Have you been sponsored? Have, have you? Do you sponsor? Sorry, I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm Is so that, grateful. Yeah. So, what's that like? It's it's fantastic, and and it really um it helps me a lot in my recovery and and how I am with others, and I'm definitely like um it's such a gift. Um, I you know I get to practice my active listening skills and, um, and yeah, and just, I, I, I learned so much, um, about with being a sponsor. I've, I've sponsored, um, girls and, you know, women over the years that have, have dropped off and stopped calling me. And sometimes I think about them. Um, but you know, I'm, I've got other women that are calling me and, and so yeah, it's such a beautiful program the way that, you know, my sponsor has a sponsor and her sponsor has a sponsor and, yeah. and, you know, Without my sponsor, I don't know where I'd be. Yeah, <laughs> I'd yeah. probably be using drugs. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, to pick up on that other point, that if mm. people stop going to twelve step program, mm. everybody else doesn't go. Oh my God, we've got to try and get them there. Everybody else goes. Well, we're here. They've got our number. When they want to come back, <laughs> we're here. So, is yeah. that how NA works? Yeah. That people, like I know where the meetings are. I know where to find them. And and using on knowledge. Have you heard of that term, Bill? No, like, no. um, it's like. Once you've been introduced to Narcotics Anonymous or you've been to a meeting and then you go back out there and you relapse, you've got all this knowledge and it's hard to forget about that because you know where the meetings are or you know how to get clean and how when you – when or for me, when I was clean, my life changed so dramatically and I I felt so, you know, amazing and I had these new friends. So then when I went out and relapsed, like I, I, you know, was – Thinking about my friends and thinking, oh, I could go to that meeting tonight or, you know, yeah. and using on knowledge is is not a good thing, <laughs> like compared with when I didn't know about Narcotics Anonymous and know what an amazing program it is and, and you know, how, how it can just, you know, totally transform my life. Yeah. yeah. And plus it's all free. 
That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't realise that you know help's available for absolutely nothing. Yeah, uh, if you want it, but yeah, we do take donations it. at the end of a meeting, just yeah. you know coins or whatever. Um, but you don't have to. That's the thing, you know. Mm. And we have family days and barbecues, and um, you know, if you want to go to, and you know, it, it says you know gold coin donation for the sausage sizzle or whatever, and and you don't have to like. There's always other people that. Will help out if if you can't afford it, you know. It's just such a amazing program, you know, with beautiful people, you know, especially in Geelong. Yeah. <laughs> you keep saying Geelong that. and the Surf Coast. And, Geelong yeah. and the Surf Coast. Geelong okay. surrounds. Well, so I might just play a quick announcement. We've got one for um, chronically chilled. Hi, I'm Maurice. And I'm Mario. And we're chronically, chronically chilled. chilled. A program that aims to provide a platform to those living with chronic and invisible illness, as well as exploring topics that impact on our daily lives. Listen to Chronically Chilled, the first Wednesday of every month at 6pm. Ah, yes. Catch Chronically Chilled, um, if you'd like to. Right, okay, so listen, we're just about... Uh, near the end of time. So uh, if anybody's interested and they want to contact Narcotics Anonymous, then you can phone them on 03 9525 2833 or you can go online at navic.net.au. Um, that's all we've got time for. So I'd like to thank Joey for coming to the 3CR studio this afternoon and sharing her Narcotics Anonymous recovery experience with us. Thank you. Thank you. I'm. I'm just. I'm so grateful to have had this experience. Um, Bill, like also, the way my life is now, I never would have imagined it would be like. You know, it, I, I work, and you know, my relationship with my family and daughter is amazing, and and you know, just all these things. Um, you know, and just but this experience being on the radio, you know, with my anxiety, I, I never would have been able to do something like this. So yeah. Yeah, I'm so grateful. Thank you very much. <laughs> no worries. Okay. Um, so I hope you'll be able to join us again next week. Uh, we'll be talking about the impact of alcoholism on families and we'll be joined by Lisa from Alanon Family Groups. Uh, stay tuned now for Black Noise Radio, um, co-hosted by Kerry Lee and featuring black news and views, current affairs, music, sport, culture and the arts, all from an Aboriginal woman's perspective. Uh, thanks for listening to the Living Free program today.